MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Folks, I come to you. I come to you tonight breathing easy because the White House has finally announced they plan to end the COVID public health emergency in May. Take that, COVID. We beat you. Shove that up your nose and rotate it five times. This has been been a long time coming. I wish you could see the smiles on the faces of my audience. And I wish I could, too, because they're still wearing masks. The end is near. The end is near. This is a huge moment. After all the COVID we've all been through, the Delta variant, uh, Omicron, Omicron BA2, XBB.1.5, Z95, the home of classic rock. For the record, the White House isn't saying COVID is gone, just that we're past the worst of it. And we can now treat the virus as an endemic threat to public health that can be managed. So COVID's no longer an emergency, just a disease we're all going to live with forever. Phew. (laughs) Oh, speaking of things, speaking of things that won't go away, uh, we've got an update on New York Congressman George Santos. Seen here after taking a latte that was clearly marked Susan. (laughs) Take the money and run. (laughs) It looks like Santos might be finally facing some consequences because after meeting yesterday with Kevin McCarthy, today, Santos announced that he is stepping down from his committee assignments, the Committee on Small Business and the Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. Well, that's a shame because they won't benefit from his expertise. I mean, after all, Santos was the first dog in space. <laughs> yeah. Went up with the Russians. We're also learning about Santos's district office in Queens. Reporters went there this week and found that the awning is still labeled for the previous congressman, Thomas Arswazi. So even his office has an alias. <laughs> Fun fact, before it was the previous congressman's office, the space was a massage parlor that neighbors worried sold more than just foot rubs. (laughs) So once again, Santos has brought great shame, this time to a former massage parlor, because (laughs) unlike his constituents, at least the people who went there got a happy ending. (laughs) But there is happy ending. Uh, There is some real congressional business uh, going on at the office. In fact, recently, one of Santos's constituents called in search of a college recommendation for his son. Well, Santos is famous for his college recommendation. Don't go and say you did. (laughs) Oh, oh, here's here's a little bit of good news. Manhattan prosecutors have started presenting a case against the former president to a grand jury. Specifically, the Stormy Daniels hush money case. Oh, Chucky Ducky, Stormy Daniels is back, baby. It's 2018 all over again. Everybody get horny for Salt Bay. And what else happened? Tide Pods. (laughs) 
For those of you who don't remember the Stormy Daniels uh, scandal, gather ye round, and I will tell thee a tale of woe and woe. <laughs> Allegedly, uh, Daniels definitely had sex with the former president <laughs> after a celebrity golf tournament in 2006. Daniel says that during their encounter of sexing, the then apprentice host asked her to spank him with his own magazine that had a picture of his face on it. Now, if you're having trouble imagining that, it's all chronicled to the movie Fifty Shades of Stormy did not give the former president a five-star review, saying, it may have been the least impressive sex I've ever had, and said the former president had a male member like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. And I'm being, I'm being told we have a statement from his penis. Kill me! <laughs> oh, that's sad. That is sad. That is not unusual. Now, none of what I just described to you was a crime, but this is. In the run-up to the 2016 election, the former president's lawyer, Michael Cohen, paid Stormy Daniels a $130,000 hush agreement to not discuss their alleged affair. Affair? Really? Isn't affair kind of a fancy word for a three-minute spankin' boink? <laughs> kind of like, like calling a meth lab maison du crank. Then, the former president, who was, uh, at the time, a candidate for federal office, recorded the payment as legal fees. Now, that is, to use technical legal jargon, uh, illegal. In New York, it's called fraud, so if the jury indicts, he could face up to four years in prison. Now... Now... I never thought I would say this about that man, but... Four more years. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> Former president is on the defense. Truthing last night, the radical left Manhattan DA just leaked that they are still going after the stormy horse-faced Daniels bull. They long ago missed the statute of limitations, never had an affair. This is old news. That's a bit of a scattershot defense. I'm innocent. Plus, I committed that crime years ago. It didn't happen, and it'll never catch me. <laughs> well, here's something everybody likes to talk about. Monkeys. They're just like us, except they look amazing in a vest and a tiny hat. But there's some monkey business going on, and I'll tell you all about it in my new segment, Stephen Colbert's Monkey Mysteries. Stephen Colbert's Monkey Mysteries. Our first monkey mystery comes from Texas, where the Dallas Zoo believes two of its monkeys were stolen. Let's see these missing monkeys. Holy Lorax! <laughs> Finally proof that Wilford Brimley evolved from an ape. <laughs> but... There you go. There you go. And we're back. One of these missing monkeys are merely the tip of the Dallas Zoo mystery bird, because earlier this month, a young clouded leopard escaped from its exhibit through a cutout hole. Fortunately, zoo officials announced that the leopard was spotted. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
That joke from little Richie Dom, age eight. Thank you, Richie. <laughs> our next case in our magical monkey mystery tour comes from Louisiana, where police are looking for 12 squirrel monkeys stolen from a local zoo. No! 12 monkeys? It's just like that movie. 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> if the monkeys were dogs and there were 89 more monkeys. <laughs> Authorities are overwhelmed. Here's the local police chief. About 32 years of law enforcement hadn't really investigated the theft of uh, squirrel monkeys. But we're going to continue to investigate it just like any other crime that has taken place. Which raises the question, how does this guy investigate any other crime that has taken place? <laughs> Someone's robbed the bank. Quick, check the treetops and lock down the bananas. <laughs> now, police are asking locals for help finding the 12 missing monkeys, saying if you hear anything suspicious, such as within a neighbor's home or noises that are out of the norm... Let law enforcement know. I'm saying that could lead to some strange phone calls. Hello, 911. I'm looking at my neighbor's house, and I think I just saw 12 little monkeys jumping on the bed. Wait, one fell down and bumped his head. Now it's just 11 little monkeys on the bed. We've got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Jessica Chastain. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You know, my first guest tonight... As an Academy Award-winning actor and producer who has starred in the eyes of Tammy Faye, Zero Dark Thirty, and The Help, she's now returning to Broadway in A Doll's House. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Jessica Chastain. Hi, everybody. My voice is, uh, I was saying, it's very Kathleen Turner this evening. Very low. Well, we'll just take it easy and slow. <laughs> yeah. There's no... No need to yell. There we have you microphones. Go. I know, but I was so moved by your enthusiasm of your audience. Very sweet. <laughs> now, uh, it's, it's, March will be a year since you won your Academy Award for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah. So a very heady, very heady year. Big year. But, but long before the eyes of Tammy Faye, your credits were uh, Law & Order... Uh, and ER guest spots, and we know that because we found an old uh, resume yeah. of yours. Um, with it, uh, first of all, I love, I love that photo of you. This is what are you, twenty five or something? Yeah, like probably that? around that. I, who, right there? Before I realized I could actually put makeup on my eyebrows, clearly. <laughs> to make them appear, <laughs> yes. you don't look surprised all the time. <laughs> now I want to go over some of these things oh, no. you have in here. But I want to I I I fact check some of these, right. okay? Because I was a young actor, and I put all kinds of stuff. On my right. on, on my resume, 
Um, it's very, it's very impressive already. You've done some, some lovely work here. But under special skills, dialects, Irish. Okay, yeah. Standard British. Yeah. Southern. Yeah. Soprano. Singing, yeah. Sing soprano. Okay, miscellaneous skills. Patty certified scuba diver? Yes. You have that on there in case they hire you for a movie where you have to fight a shark or something um, like that? Avatar. Wow. Are you an avatar? I'm not in avatar. Okay. But <laughs> if they're hiring. He's making like five more, so you get ready. Bicycling, you can ride a bike. Yes. Kickboxing? No. <laughs> yoga? Yeah, I can do yoga. It says wiggles colon ears and nose. Yes. Ready? You want to see I want to see you wiggle your ears. Okay. Oh, shoot. Can't do it. Here, I'll do my nose first. <laughs> okay. Am I, no. What? Might be witched. Are you? Not bad. Not bad, Samantha. I don't remember how to wiggle my ears. Do you? I can wiggle one of them. Oh, that's good. Thank you very much. How come only that one? Because this one, this one I can only do this with. <laughs> See that? Oh, that's cool. There you yeah, go. that's cool. Thank you. Ladies love it. Now, um, Was that on your special skills? That's how I got the girls. <laughs> um, but I like this one, roller skating. Yeah, I... Listen, we all... Do you remember, like, the Roller King? Did you... When growing up, were you ever going to the Roller King? And I went to a, ro a Red Wing Roller Way. Okay, yeah, there yeah, you go. Sure. Right, yeah. birthday parties and stuff. Sure. But I was always, like, on the outside of it. And I... So I put that on my skill, because I've done it before. But um, I you put there a skill that you had roller skated before. Yeah, I mean, I have, have roller skated. I just put roller skating special yes. skills. Sure. My first one of my first films, Jolene. There's a scene where I have to roller skate. And they're like, she's fine. She's it's on yeah, the thing. It's on the thing. Um, they had to get a double for me. So the very first shot is like these legs with this. It's not me. And then someone, and when you actually see me, they like push me, and I'm like. <laughs> really? Yeah. Isaac Newton was in the driver's seat. You were just going downhill. That yeah. was it? And then I had to stop, and they did like 25 takes and one worked. So wow. that's my entrance wow. the big screen. Did anyone ever ask you to wiggle your ears and nose when you went into auditions? Yes, that was a good conversation starter. <laughs> could you wiggle your ears back then? Back then, then I could. I lost wow, it. Wow, it's one of the first things that goes, they yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. You don't first use it, you lose it. There you go. But um, it's always, it's important. I mean, every actor lies. On their, <laughs> on the, every, every actor lies. That's like a given that on they're the lying resume. resumes. Mine said I could act. Oh, no. Now, um, you're about to return to Broadway. Yes. Uh, first time in 10 years, right? 10 years. You were on for The Heiress 10 years ago. Yeah. Playing, um, playing Nora in, in a doll's house. I got the, got the thing right here. It's, mm -hmm. at the, it's at the Hudson Theater, Nora the doll's house. Um, when, when you announced in the play, you said on Instagram, New York is the city that formed me. How did New yes. York form you, Jessica Chastain? It's a big question. But, um, yeah. So I'm the first person to go to college in my family, mm -hmm. and I got accepted to the Juilliard School in New York. Mm -hmm. It's the first place I love this school. It's the first city I saw, you know, a foreign cinema in the movie theater and these museums and... Um, it really shaped me as a human being. Were you from a little town? I was from uh, Northern California. Okay. And they did, we didn't, <laughs> and and we didn't have like cinemas for um, foreign, you know, yeah. movies. Uh, and Juilliard gave me a Robin Williams gave me a scholarship at Juilliard to finish my last year. Robin there. Williams scholarship. Yeah, I got it. Oh, a, that's lovely. It was. Did you get a chance to thank him? Not ever? personally, I didn't. Oh, I, yeah. I wrote him letters to thank oh, him. Oh, that's nice. But it really was a city that formed me, and it was, it was so important. I, we were supposed to do it at the West End, um, April 2020. Then the pandemic hit. Obviously, life 
world had other plans. And I was walking around New York and Times Square and missing all these people that helped create me in some sense. Mm -hmm. And my heart went out to this city and I was like, I can't leave my home. So I just called Jamie and I said, please, can we do it in New York? Oh. And he was really happy to bring it here. Mm. So yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> what does... We're, luck we're lucky enough to be in an old Broadway theater here to do the show. It's a mm. privilege to be here. What, what does Broadway mean to you? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I used to be a kid... I don't want to get... I'm going to get emotional. Please do. Feeling very fragile. Please. Because of my voice. Um, I used to be the kid that would, like, record the Tonys and then, like, play it back all throughout the year and, like, sing the songs. And, like, like I remember um, watching when um, Ray Fiennes won a... I believe he won a Tony for playing Hamlet on Broadway. And I don't know. I just... I just imagined this other life that I was going to have. And so to be here, it just feels like... It sounds cheesy, but, like, what that little girl was imagining is now manifested. You, I understand you had a ritual that you would, you would say to yourself before you went on stage in 2012 for The Heiress. What would you say to yourself before you went on? Oh, gosh, because I was so nervous. I had so much anxiety back then, so I would, like, my heart would beat so fast. Mm -hmm. And before I went on stage, I would try to calm myself down. I'd be like, you know, Jessica, this is what you always wanted. You chose this, and it's here now, so don't be afraid of it. Like, go into it. That's beautiful. Mm. That's beautiful. <laughs> you chose this. It shows you back, which is well, nice. Well, yeah. My, my, my wife likes to say when things get particularly crazy in my career, she says, the life you ordered has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful, isn't Open it? Open it up. Yeah. Let's see what's we in there. We just need to order. Wisely. <laughs> we have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Jessica Chastain, everybody. <laughs> Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. We're back here with the star of A Doll's House on Broadway, Jessica Chastain. Now, what do you do to your room? There's all these different things uh, that people do to make sure that their room in a Broadway house... This is at the Hudson. The Hudson Which, theater. by the way, you know, fascinating. the Hudson is where The Tonight Show started. That's, it oh, was in there where Steve Allen started. It was originally in the Hudson Theater. Oh, it's a beautiful theater. Yeah, it's an amazing old place. And um, is, is there, what do you do to make your dressing room yours? Well, it depends on the character I'm playing. I mean, this one, they're painting it the same color as the... I don't want to give too much away. As the set, because Nora's quiet, she's stuck in this world in a yes. bit. So I wanted to enter my dressing room and feel like I'm in the world already. But I also want to be inspired by the women that have come before me. And so usually I have a lot of photographs of actresses. So Isabel Huppert mm. and Lee Volman and Vanessa Redgrave and these incredible women that I've had the opportunity to work with. Mm. Catherine Deneuve, who I sadly haven't not yet had the opportunity to work with. But there are so many women out there that have been so monumental in my growth as a human being and that I just, looking at their faces, it just makes me 
feel like I can do more. So that's exciting to see before I go on stage. Mm -hmm. Any snacks or anything? Anything you need? Refreshments? I mean, listen, I also have a foot massager. Not a What's person. His name? Exactly. I was about to say. <laughs> no machine. No I, machine. I definitely, I have a foot massager, a humidifier, um, sure. Blanton's bourbon. Blanton's bourbon. Yeah. All right. I'm very specific about that. It has oh, to be wow. Blanton's. Oh, that's right. It's with a little racehorse on the top. Yes. There you go. And it's hard to find sometimes. It is. Not in my office, it's not. <laughs> not mine either. <laughs> now, the, this production of A Doll's House is it's an adaptation of the of the 19th century Ibsen play. Yeah. And sort of, to be very reductive about it, Nora is trapped with Torvald. Yes. Yeah. How, how is this, how does this differ? What does your interpretation of this in some way differ from that? Well, what's so wonderful about this adaptation written by Amy Herzog, mm -hmm. who's an incredible American playwright. And, you know, under the guidance of Jamie Lloyd, the director, who really, he's the reason I'm back. He's the one who kind of brought me back to the theater. Um, as we're looking at Nora, Yes, she was trapped when, when that play was written, but we look at it as, as like, why are we t telling the story now? How, in some sense, is Nora trapped in society? And how is she participating in her entrapment? Um, how is she behaving in a certain way to gain power? And it's a scary thing to decide, like, okay, I'm going to stop behaving in this way that you see value in, in order to figure out who I really am. And I think that's important for women even today, when we but, think about where the value lies. So do you, do you mean, in, in this case, is the value or the power of her position as a wife of Torvald? Yes, or also as um, this helpless, sweet, childlike little bird. I mean, if you look at throughout, even in our cinema, um, you know, Marilyn Monroe, you think about all of these incredible women sometimes have had to make themselves smaller in order to be desired or valued. And um, what happens when you actually say, no, I'm gonna <laughs> use my full voice <laughs> and I'm gonna take up this space. A preview start the week of Valentine's yes. Day. Is it a good date <laughs> play? Some may think no, because the ending, we don't wanna give anything away. Um, but I think it is because Valentine's Day to me has been co-opted by people who want to sell couples things, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think Valentine's Day should be more about love. You know, a lot of women get together and celebrate their friendships and, and you know, people give Valentine's to their children. And yes, we give them to our partners as well. But if, if we can also maybe use Valentine's Day as something about self-love, then I think it's the perfect Valentine's Day play. That sounds lovely. <laughs> well, lovely to see you again. Nice Thank you so much you. for being here, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. 
From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.